Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Kill here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about three lessons, three valuable lessons that I learned about becoming an entrepreneur well before I had any idea that I would ever become an entrepreneur. Now, before we get started, I want to let you guys know we have a free one-week workshop coming up in the middle of November. I want to say November 14th is start date, but don't quote me on that just yet. But if you pay attention to me on social media, meaning YouTube, uh, Instagram, um, here on the Trading Coach Podcast, of course, you'll hear all about it. And if you're listening to this a few weeks before November 14th, the registration will most likely be up on our website. That's www.tier1trading.com. Now, the other day, we were actually having a meeting talking about this event. And uh, before we got into kind of the, the meat of our meetings, we did a little catching up, right? I was telling the guys about my son. He had his first soccer tournament, scored a hat trick. We won some games, all that fun stuff, and how he's really starting to enjoy it. Darren was telling us about his time in the Ukraine and had this amazing story about how he was, you know, almost died like 15 times before even getting there and wild stuff. It should be a movie, but, you know, he'll never do it. He's pretty humble. And then uh, Jason was catching us up on his sons, right? Um, and kind of the, the, the business proposals that they have been getting. And we got onto the topic about the school system and, um, you know, both of their kids are, are homeschooled and, you know, my kids in regular school, but, you know, I get really frustrated about our school system and how they teach or lack of the ability of teachers to teach and how they don't really teach you, at least the public school systems don't teach you the main skills that matter in life. And, we were talking about Jason's son and, and how Jason's son has kind of shadowed him for a few years now and how he's learned a skill. He's learned his trade and he's at the point where people are trying to pay him money to use his skill. And that's what it's about. And it made me think a lot about entrepreneurship and, and kind of the the lessons that I learned on the way, because my son recently had a moment. Right. He is uh now into these Pokemon cards, right? And he had a good tournament. I told you he scored a hat trick. So we made a deal. I said, hey, you work hard out there. You give effort. You know, we'll, I'll, I'll front you some money. I think he had saved up like 20 bucks. I said, I'll give you 10 more or whatever is needed to buy this kind of big double set of Pokemon cards, right? So he buys these cards. He gets about 60 cards out of them. And a few days later, he's, he's running into home. He's like, daddy, I got money. And I'm like, got money? Like, where'd you get money from? Like, I, I didn't give you money. So <laughs> what happened? Did you, did you steal from someone? He's like, no, I, I sold some of my cards. And initially, right, the, the father of me was about to get frustrated because I'm like, wait a minute, man. I'd like, I just bought these cards for you. How do you sold, you know, you, you, you sold them. What do you, what, what do you mean? We just got them. Um, but then I had to stop myself and realize that this could actually be a good thing. And, and I, I asked for more details. I said, well, did you sell, did you sell all 60 cards for like this $10 bill because, you know, we just paid like $50 for them. That's a bad deal. He's like, no, nah, I sold like two of them um, and the guy gave me $10. I'm like, well, what, what two did you sell, right? You got to make sure he's not selling like the good ones, right? The ones that may actually be worth something. He's like, no, nah, I, I sold these kind of corny ones. And I'm like, huh, that's a good deal, right? That is a good deal. He's, you know, he bought a case of 60 for 
basically like $50, and he just sold two cards for $10, right? He sells a few more, he'll be able to buy a full double pack again. Not a bad deal. And I was very proud because that is the, you know, when I was growing up, I used to do stuff like that. And my dad always kind of, you know, tapped me on the back and said, good job, because that is that is a brilliant way of thinking. He saw an opportunity where he paid a certain amount for this many cards and he can get a high percentage of that amount back, almost a quarter of it back by selling only two cards. That's good business. And again, it made me think about kind of the the things I did when I was little that were kind of entrepreneur-like that I, I had no idea what an entrepreneur was or what a business was back then. But in hindsight, um, there were very rewarding opportunities and they certainly helped to mold me into who I am today. And hopefully I can share it with you guys and inspire and motivate you a little bit. But the first one came when I was in, I had to be in third grade and what I was doing is I was selling pencils, right? I wasn't the best student in the world. I got pretty bored and distracted. Um, I, I wasn't bad at school, um, but I would do my work so quickly that everyone else would still be doing it. And then I would just start trouble and, and be bored and, you know, do stuff I wasn't supposed to do because, you know, you're a kid. You got nothing better to do. And so I remember I'm in, I'm in class one day and we got these old school number two pencils, right? The yellow, yellow pencils, right? So I'm, I have like a quarter in my pocket or something and, you know, we're bored. I, I finished the test, waiting for the rest of the class to hurry up. So I'm just shaving off this pencil. I'm like taking my quarter, my penny, whatever it was, I'm just shaving all the yellow stuff off this pencil. And one thing led to another. I had like, after I got through like a million pencils that are shaved off, what do I do now? Well, I started taking off my markers the next day and, and started coloring them. And, and long story short, I started making these really, really cool designs and I'd have the designs and my friends would see them and they'd be like, man, those are pretty cool. Can I, can I have one? And I'm like, have like, you know, have one. Like, like, nah, just make it yourself. Like, it's not that hard. Like I just, you know, shave off a pencil and then like, you know, put some colors on it, like make a design. He's like, no, 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 but you, you do it better. Like, I don't want to do it myself. It seems like it takes a lot of time. How about I just pay you for it? And that was really my first financial transaction. That was the first time that I ever did a service for someone and received payment. And the interesting thing about it was back then I assumed like, you know, why would ever, why would anyone ever pay me money to do something that they can easily do themselves? But boom, that is the lesson right there. So lesson number one, I learned that people would rather pay you money, right? A fee for a service that they don't want to do. Now, this could be a good or a bad thing, right? I, I pay for services that I don't want to do all the time because it, I don't want to do them, right? I, I don't want to you know, put forth effort to get them done. I also don't want to invest the time. So there's nothing wrong with that. But understand that as an entrepreneur, a lot of us overcomplicate things. A lot of us think that we need to invent a business or a service that is brand new that no one's ever seen before. Where the truth of the matter is, the best way to get started with any type of business is think about a need. Think about something that people do. Think about something that people use on a regular basis. Think about things that people do or need done that people don't necessarily like to do, right? Think about the things that you don't like to do in your personal life. You know, a great example is this, right? Do you like mowing the lawn? Do you like trimming the hedges, right? Do you like cutting down trees, right? If you don't like doing that stuff, guess what? You probably pay a landscaper or a kid across the street to do it for you, right? So the most the most basic services are the ones that people are often willing to pay for. And it's a very important lesson because again, many of us who want to be entrepreneurs, want to be business owners, we want to do super fancy, you know, 
stuff, right? Where at the end of the day, simple is better. The simplest things, people will pay for you to do the simplest things. So think about services that people want. Think about services that people don't want to do. And boom, that is a great avenue to start your business, right? Another good example is this. Um, Speaking about Jason Greystone's kid who's into kind of like, um, you know, um, like video editing, stuff like that, right? You know, YouTube and TikTok and all these things are the big fad right now. Most people who are starting a business are using them. They're the number one source of marketing, the number one source of kind of getting yourself out there. You know, however, if you don't love it, like I, I so I edit all my videos because I, I love it, right? I have an audio engineering background, so I love getting in there. I like editing and putting stuff together. I have control issues as well, um, but I enjoy doing it, which is the, the reason I do it. I also have lots of time because, you know, I work from home or whatever like that. Um, but not everyone's like that, right? Not everyone wants to spend, you know, two hours editing a 20-minute video. Not everyone wants to spend 30 minutes editing a 30-second TikTok, right? It is a waste of time. So if you are good at that, if you are, if you enjoy it, if you are willing to do that, that is a great service you can provide. It's nice and simple. There is a need for it. And if you're good at it, right, you will get lots and lots of clients for that basic need. So the second lesson that I learned in becoming an entrepreneur came a little bit later in life. This would have been in high school. And this was when I was selling mixtapes, right? So I've always been a, a big music head. I've always kind of worked in the industry doing, you know, I, I, I did everything from like dirty stuff of like hanging up flyers in the city, promoting albums back when, you know, physical albums were a thing to actually owning my own record label in college. And so I always had a thing for music. I always loved music. Um, I made beats. I, I did all that fun stuff. I, I rapped for a little bit. Wasn't the greatest at it. So I took the background role. Um, but I enjoyed music. So I always used to put together these mixtapes mix for my rides home. Right. I, I, I Growing up in school, I, I'd, I'd have to walk to the bus at about six o'clock in the morning. So it'd be like a 20 minute walk to the bus. And then the bus drive was like another 25 minutes um, and you do that twice a day, right? You, you've got about an hour of time where you need to kill. So I enjoy listening to music. So I would create these mixtapes of popular songs that were out. I'd, I'd put them on. This is when we still had cassettes, right? Before even uh, CDs. I'd put them on a cassette and I'd listen to them. And, you know, you often share cassettes or people like, you know, you're bobbing your head, you're into something. Hey, what do you listen to? And I share it to them. And people started asking for mixtapes, right? So I would, I would start making these mixtapes of what I liked. And I didn't get a great response. I'd make them, I'd sell them, and people were like, eh, that's okay. And eventually I smartened up. I said, well, you know, what do you want? You let me know what you want. And, and I would do these big polls around the, the school of requests for the popular songs. And what it did, it, it elevated my mixtapes, where before, I, you know, I had my personal taste, and my personal taste wasn't the same as everyone else's. So people would kind of like them, but, you know, not too much. When I decided to listen when i decided to hey this business isn't about me it is about my clients it is about my customers i saw my business explode because now i was fulfilling their need and the lesson that i learned from that is that 
understand that when you're running a business, typically we always want to start off doing what we want to do, right? That is one of the reasons, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, we are stubborn, right? We, we The reason that we get into business in the first place or the reason that we want to work for ourselves in the first place is because we're so stubborn that we don't want to work for anyone else. So in our stubbornness, we always believe that we are right. We always believe that our way of doing things is the best way. And we can become very blinded. So it's very important that you always touch base with your clients. You always touch base with your customers. We do this to this day, even at tier one trading, where we reach out and we say, hey, what do you guys want to learn about? You know, I told you guys about a workshop we have coming up in a week. You know, we just don't put together random topics for the workshop, you know, talking about what we want to talk about. We always put it out there on social media. You know, what is the biggest problem you're having in trading? What do you want to learn about? What are you struggling with? We want to know what our customers find valuable so that we can provide that value to them. Same thing with the mixtape. I want to find out what my customers want to hear so I can deliver them more of that type of music. So that was a, a very valuable lesson in my journey. Again, uh, you know, in hindsight, of course, is that it's not about what I want. It's not about what I find valuable. It's about what my clients, what my customers find valuable. Lesson number three, this is a fun one. This is selling sugar cookies, right? And this is how I learned about supply and demand. So at lunch, this is high school as well, we used to have this uh, cookie line that randomly popped up. And what would happen is these soft, fresh, hot baked cookies, uh, fresh out the oven, delicious. I'm, I'm talking the chocolate chips would melt in your mouth, mama mia, right? It's good. And these cookies would go pretty fast. So what would happen is, and the sugar cookie was the most popular one, um, the thing would open up, ding, 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 right? The cookie line opened up. And within like five minutes, it'd be a line of like 50 people lining up. And, you know, I'm usually one of the later ones to eat, whatever like that, because I, I don't like crowds. So I just wait for everyone else to kind of go and, and do my thing. And I remember every single time I'd get to the sugar cookie line, you know, or I get to the line and sugar cookies would be sold out. Um, all that would be left is like the white macadamia nuts. There, it'd be the, the chocolate chip cookies or some peanut butter stuff, whatever like that, but no sugar cookies. And I started noticing that these things went quickly, quickly, or quicker and more quicker and more quicker each and every day. In fact, I would hear my classmates um, kind of talking and positioning themselves to eating at the table closest to the line because they need to be the first in line to get these sugar cookies before they're gone. And on the other hand, I would notice that a lot of people were very upset when they didn't get the sugar cookies. Me, I was cool with the chocolate chip because I'm into that sort of thing. But people would be physically upset that, man, I wanted it. I didn't get it. Blah, 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 blah. I would pay anything just to get a sugar cookie. And of course, when I would hear that, right, my ears would, would kind of spike up. You would pay anything, huh? So what I started doing is I started not worrying about lunch so much. But right? I, I ended up packing my own lunch um, later on in my high school career anyway because I was bulking for football trying to put on pounds and whatnot so i was doing the whole healthy eating packing myself with protein and whatnot um so i didn't have to wait in the school i didn't have to wait in the normal lunch line so what i would do is i would position myself and just hover you know hover around the sugar cookie or the, the cookie uh cookie deal and wait for it to open and what would happen when, when it would open i would just buy a couple right i I'd buy a couple i'd buy a couple things of sugar maybe one chocolate chip for me and after the line closed i would find those people who were disappointed that they didn't get a chance to buy the cookies and I'd sell them mine. And of course, you know, you you mark the price up a, a little bit. Um, but it really taught me about supply and demand, that the less supply there was of something, right, in comparison to demand, the more people were willing to pay. And 
I was able to sell these cookies for, you know, basically a, a 50% markup simply because someone missed it. Now, I learned another lesson in this about kind of growing your business. What I ended up doing as well is I ended up having people, because I didn't want to sit there and hover around all the time in front of the line. It got old. So what I would end up doing is I would end up paying people to hover for me. So I'd get, you know, three or four people say, hey, you know, what you do is I'm going to give you the money. You hover around the line. I want all of you guys to buy two sugar cookies. What I'll do is I'll let you keep one on the house. That was their payment, right? You get a free cookie on me. And then I would upsell those more cookies or those extra cookies to the people that wanted to buy them. And that was really a good, a great lesson in entrepreneurship, right? The difference between kind of a, a business owner versus being self-employed, right? The self-employed me had to do the work myself. I had to be around that line. I had to buy the cookies. I had to find the clients or the customers and, and do all the work myself, which was fine. I made money, but it was also a time investment for my money. When I smartened up and ended up paying people in cookies, right? Paying people to do the work for me, I can literally sit at my lunch table, have my people go in line. My people go in line. They get my stuff. They bring my stuff back to them, back to me. I give them a little cut. Um, I never got them into kind of finding, um, you know, customers for me because then they might get smartened up and be like, hey, you know, why don't I just do this myself? Right. I want to keep some sort of control around it. But basically, I limited most of the work that I had to do. All I had to do was find people that wanted the cookies. And typically they were regulars anyway, because they were always the ones that were late. So kind of two birds with two stones right there, two birds with one stone right there. Not only did I learn about the power of supply and demand, but. I learned about what it really means to be a business owner and not have to sacrifice time for money in a way, kind of a investor in a sense. So I thought those were cool. I want to share this with you today because I got a comment this morning from a, um, a listener of the podcast who said, hey, Keo, I love the podcast, love everything you're doing, love the fact that you just don't talk about trading, but you talk about other lessons that are valuable in life, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's just being a better father, husband, person, whether it's motivation, self-empowerment, productivity, time management, whatever it may be. And I do want this podcast to be more than just trading. Obviously, trading is going to be kind of the the bulk of it because that's a you know it's the centerpiece of my life. But the lessons that I learned in trading reach out to the other aspects of my life and the lessons that I learned the other aspects of my life, right? They kind of reach out to trading and uh, the business side of things as well. So I thought it was pretty cool. So that's how I learned to become an entrepreneur, right? You fast forward a million years later and, and here I am. Hey, if you have any stories that you'd love to share about maybe lessons you've learned, maybe some side hustles you did as a kid or you're doing right now, anything that kind of you know got you started and got that taste in your mouth that, hey, I, I think I can do this myself, feel free to share. You guys are, you know, I'm on social media at Stokes RTM. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can shoot me a DM on Twitter. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you can shoot it underneath that as well. I would love to hear your stories because what we're trying to do is not only empower ourselves but empower the next generation as well hope you guys enjoyed remember we got a free one week workshop coming up again i believe it's going to be november 14th but i'll give you details as soon as i know more but follow me on social media at killstokes rtm and you'll be in the mix also head over to www.tier1trading.com for a few weeks out from the event there's probably a registration link on the homepage again www.tier1trading.com. See you guys at the event.